Wide Web has long been host to copied and pasted stories of an apocryphal nature. These stories came to be known as Copybusta, and then the creepy variant emerged. Welcome to Creepypodsta, the Creepypasta podcast. Hello, this is me, Jeff Kowalski, the host of the show. Um, it's uh, it's November now. The best month of the year is over. Now we wait until we have our halfway between Halloween and Christmas holiday of Thanksgiving, where we get to practice for Christmas dinner by eating the best possible meal and a lot of it. Um but unfortunately thanksgiving has no costumes it has no movies it's just it's just a food holiday and i like <laughs> i like food I, I if like food alone elevates thanksgiving up to like second place for me i think below halloween um but anyway halloween is over now so uh, this show can't be spooky anymore. Now we're only going to talk about uh, romantic comedy pastas. Um, <laughs> it's a very obscure subgenre. You may not have heard of them, um, uh, but there's stuff like uh, Tender Man, Jeff the Lover. Um, <laughs> those are the only two puns I could come up with off the top of my head. <laughs> Please do uh, whatever. Uh, man, I'm. I'm on it tonight. Uh, anyway, those voices you hear are my returning guests from last week. Please welcome back to the show the hosts of the Redemption Arc podcast, Nick Hernandez. Hello. And Turner Dohan. Hello. And Turner has brought to us uh, the scary to what is to him the scariest story ever written. Um, he told me that as a f- as a full grown adult, he read the story and immediately pooped all over his pants um, and started crying um, because he was so scared by it. This is what he told me, confided in me in private, told me never to tell anyone. Um, <laughs> It's the expressionless, which um, I think you'll know I've mentioned in the past as being uh, part of a lost episode where we lost the recording. Um, uh, so now we're going to cover it again. Uh, well, again, again, I've forgotten what we said about it on the last one, but um, uh, Turner, because he brought it to us, uh, if he can brave a summary, please, um, please <laughs> summarize the story for us. It would be my absolute pleasure to <laughs> tantalize you guys with this riveting tale of worry and woe right before you defecate all over it. All right. So, let me set up the scene, creepy pasta listeners. Creepy pasta? Damn it, I did it wrong. I'm sorry, Jeff. Uh, uh, <laughs> listen, it's anyway. a very unwieldy pun to say aloud. I rarely mess it up, but that's only because I've been doing it for a hundred something episodes now. <laughs> well, dear sweet listeners, in June of 1972, Cedar Sinai Hospital was visited by a g- woman in a white gown with blood dripping upon it and a baby kitten clenched in her teeth. 
Now, the uh, attendants of this hospital were very worried. And as she walked through the door, she collapsed in a heap on the floor. And, oh, uh, no, she, she dropped the kitten out of her mouth and it just kind of fell on the floor. And then she collapsed. Yeah, but the thing that people found upsetting was not the kitten, but the smooth texture of her skin and her cold, expressionless face. <laughs> <laughs> and so they they strap her to a gurney and they take her to the operating room and people are unable to even look at her because of the feeling that she kind of exhibits and has them they can't even look at her for a few minutes i'm getting lost <laughs> yeah um and so i'm trying to stretch this out as much as i can because it's really just a paragraph um it's a really short story yeah um she has this calm face as they prep her for surgery they restrain her and she is still very calm while they're restraining her and she has this, like Jeff said, a very smooth face. Um, once they attempted to sedate her, she began to fight back, kind of tooth and nail, just lunging in this in this uh, hospital bed. And uh, let's see. That is, okay, this is what confused me a little bit. But that is when that they saw her teeth. They were too big. For them to fit in her mouth for it to close without hurting herself. Um, but it wasn't until she smiled at them till they realized that her tooth teeth were too big for her mouth. Um, and the doctor asks this woman as she's fighting in bed. He says, what the hell are you? And she... All right, let me set out this scene because you know how the scene is going to go. But she she cracks her neck to observe him, still smiling. As, as security came down the hallway, she darted forward, sinking her teeth into his throat, ripping out his jugular, and letting him fall to the floor as he gasps, choking. I... <laughs> Think that that's so great. That's so great. Anyway, moving on. Um, <laughs> he's choking on his own blood. Obviously, have to have that added in. Obviously, she leans. Now, this is a weird choice of words. Dangerously close to him. Um, once you rip out a creature's jugular, you have surpassed the uh, the further uh, the barrier that was dangerously, and yeah, uh, you're somewhere else. Any danger. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he's out. He's on his way out, and she's doing all right. Um, so as as the light as the life fades from this poor doctor's eyes, this uh, this creature leans in and says, "I am God," and then takes out all the security that's running to the front door. And that is the last thing that the doctor sees is this woman just tearing apart security. And I realize now that it's only been seven and a half minutes and I have just finished this story pretty much. 
good. That's fine. What I don't understand, here's the first thing I don't understand among many things I don't understand about this story. <laughs> how right. does anyone how does anyone know that all of this happened if the doctor and then all of the other people in the room were killed? Uh how the... do they know what she whispered? Um how does how do they know about her leaving? Uh like what's the deal? Well, Jeff, um, it is because the female who survived, the female doctor who survived the incident, uh, named her the Expressionless. So that is yeah. how that story came to be. Where was, that do- <laughs> where was that doctor the whole time? Was she just like next to the dead doctor, hearing all of the whispers? I guess so. I mean, uh,. There, there is this female doctor that is just kind of out of danger, even though this creature is ripping people apart. She's just kind of in the corner, and that's, you know, all right. Yeah. Um, this is very similar to a story called... Um, uh, what is it called? It's like a sensory deprivation creepypasta. Um, huh. and by very similar, I mean it's got the gore aspect and the I am God thing. Um, I'm gonna Google sensory deprivation creepypasta and see uh, if that tells it to me. Um, huh. I'm willing to bet that that will pull up the story right away. Yes, Gateway of the Mind, um, which is like presented in the same omniscient third person point of view, and is just like they do sensory deprivation on a person. There's a little bit of gore, and then the person's like. Uh, the person says, I have spoken with God, and he has abandoned us. Um, <laughs> it's, Great it's line, a, by the way. Great line. Yeah, it's a bad, <laughs> dumb, it's a bad, dumb story. I don't know if we've covered it on the show. I don't know if we will, because it's bad and dumb. Um, <sighs> it's just, the expressionless isn't. We Good. should also say that it is coupled with a photo that is at the top of the of the article. Yeah. And this is an old this is an old one that is almost definitely um a photo prompt creepypasta. Mm-hmm. I it just um I don't know. Just to kind of put it in my shoes, this was the first creepypasta that I've ever read ever and i didn't know the format or what was going on so i was just like that's really weird why why is this story told like that um honestly i think that the if you really want to spice this story up the best thing you could do is put it in a newspaper like a local newspaper and then just not tell anyone about it <laughs> and yeah, just like like <laughs> all right hg wells <laughs> spread it spread it virally yeah, yeah i um i yeah this is a bad story but um i think it's historically interesting these uh sort of older and more popular creepypastas um i clicked through to the author whose name is uh TJ. ivy sir oh yeah ivy ivy sir is the username uh goes by tj tj lee um and uh this I was trying to find says, uh I was 
they they say about themselves, I write a lot of mediocre creepypasta, best known so far for the Expressionless, which has gone viral on several forums and been turned into a short film by Black Box TV, which I am eternally grateful for, though it does get stolen a lot. I was going to try to reach out to to them and, uh, you know, extend my warmest gratitude towards them. Uh, I'm not being sarcastic, by the way. I really do think that this is a really great story, just because it's like your first, you know? I think that's what yeah, that's what got first. me. Yeah, yeah well, that makes sense. It's like, um, it's one of those ones like Jeff the Killer that you could prob- that you would probably read without necessarily knowing what it is at all. Um, Your guys' like, rendition of Jeff the Killer was spectacular, by the way. I've never heard ah, the story before you guys covered oh, it. bad. And it is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one thing that's interesting about the Expressionless is the, um, the Google results when you search for it is a lot of people thinking it's real for some reason. Um, including the second result being a Snopes article about it, um, that just says, like, legend. It's just, like, a let. it's not even meant to be real. Uh, this whole thing seems to only date back to 2013. I thought this was an older one. Um, Hmm. uh, it looks like it first appeared on the Creepypasta, um wiki or uh tumblr or whatever in june of 2012 um which that's only five years ago yeah i I feel like i read it a long time ago it it, yeah maybe it was going around before then um it definitely feels like it was what if i look up the expressionless and know your meme because know your meme does a pretty good job of tracking the history of stuff like this yeah here we go uh, there is a Know Your Meme article on it. Um, I'm excited to find to... out if I uh, completely believed a fake story when I was 20 years old. <laughs> uh, it it just looks to be an image um, of like a bad artist rendering of the the title character. Oh, uh, hmm. that's a that's shame. not that exciting. Yeah, that's <laughs> now we'll just assume you were in your 20s. Although, there's a post from the Know Your Meme forum from October of 2012 that regards the expressionless as, uh, like, an an already fairly well-known story. Uh, I don't know if, I don't know hmm. how we can track, I don't know how we can track the origin of this. I thought it would just be available to us, like, right away, without a problem. Yeah, Um, that's so weird that it's so, like, hidden. Yeah, well, with the earlier ones, I mean, I I feel like they were like a lot more mystical. Yeah, like before, yeah. know your meme. Like it, it was, it was the wild, wild west. <laughs> 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 yeah, I guess there's um there's no way to know for sure uh, when this story was written, but at least 2012, if not earlier. Mm-hmm. Huh. So. <laughs> I've like there's just not much to say about it. It's like uh how did this story hit you, Nick? Uh I kind of I was really unimpressed. Turner had really talked it up. Like, <laughs> he he had said it was his favorite and for some reason I thought that would mean it was good, but uh, I, it, <laughs> it reminded me a lot of um another one that I read 
really early on. Uh, I think it was like, the Russian sleep experiment. Oh, yeah. Yep. That yeah. one's also extremely bad. We've covered that on the show. Yeah, yeah. it's the exact same feeling like, where I'm just like, okay, I see what you're going for, but I... I I've seen this like story in every single generic horror thing ever. It's 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 not like a spooky thing. It's just like and then a lady got murderous and was was scary ish. <laughs> it I'm not a creepy like pasta kind of. I'm I'm barely a horror guy. What like, are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying my hand at things. <laughs> I will say that the one thing that it is very good at is being short. <laughs> that's you know, I feel like that's a nice kind of like refreshing like if it's like a nice little snippet that you can read like in 5 to 10 minutes and it gives you some kind of feeling. I don't know, that's good for yeah, me. It doesn't waste your You're time good, the way a lot of creepy pastas do. Mm. I um, I kind of disagree. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, it took no, you two. I, it took you three minutes to read it. Come on, and another five to go. Did I miss something? Read back and everything. <laughs> I I really spent a whole eight minutes, and I did not feel like I I served to give it that. <laughs> uh, it also misspells uh, Cedar Sinai. That's uh, supposed to be S I N. Uh, A-I, and I spell it S-E-N-A-I. Um, no, uh, Cedar Sinai is for older patients. I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, <laughs> it's just so weird because, like, the photo is obviously, like, a mannequin, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, they, uh, at uh at my college they have they have mannequins set up in the hot like the hospital room that they have it's for training they they have yeah, mannequins it's for kind you of know training dummy yeah exactly but when i first saw it i thought it i don't i don't know i promise i promise i'm not dumb but sometimes <laughs> i'm a little dumb and so i saw that i was like whoa what's that <laughs> Oh my if gosh. you're in the right mood, um, any creepypasta can scare you. Like, I guess I, so. It's, I don't know, it's, it's just so, I can't look at posters for scary movies a lot of the time. Like, I'll be looking through Hulu or Netflix and I'll get really down into the dregs and be like, oh, this movie looks too scary. The Ouija Resurrection 4. Uh, like, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's too... That's Like, it's definitely not going to be a good or effective movie, but the poster is so scary to look at. It's a testament to good artwork. Yeah, I guess so. Like, one one artist did a good job, and it's whoever made the poster. All of the other artists involved in the creation of the film <laughs> did a bad job. Although, to be fair, I have not seen any of the knockoff Ouija movies. I've only seen uh, the, the second in the officially licensed Hasbro series, uh, Ouija Margin <laughs> of Evil, which I still recommend. That movie is excellent. Truly, truly good. Um, it has a couple problems. I think we talked about it on this show. Go back and listen to that episode if you want to know more. Uh, let's get into spookiest parts. Turner, what's the scariest part of this story to you? <laughs> you mean besides all of it? It's hard to say. Um, that was a joke, everyone, just so you know. Well, thank but, you. <laughs> um, 
For me, the scariest part was... Uh, I don't know. I live in a small-ish town. Not really small. Small relative to LA. But I live in a small town and if I was in the waiting room for something and I saw a mannequin thing walk in with a kitten in her mouth, I probably would be pretty freaked out. So, I so guess the, that, like... that opening image is, is the scariest part for you? I, yeah, that's... As long as I can survive after it tears through the guards and uh, supposedly runs out, no one ever sees it again. Um, but I don't, I just, uh, I, it, I think it falls under those kind of, uh, small town, something weird happens, but no one really knows what's going on. I, I feel like I might be putting too much into it or uh, pro <laughs> projecting onto it too much. Um, but I mean, that's how, that's kind of how I read it. That's how horror works. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Nick, how about you? Your spooky part. Um, I I'd say the intro is like a close second to the end, like um, when she actually like starts killing, and she tells the <laughs> her her line "I am God" is like the one part of the ending I don't like, but the rest of it is like kind of a, a like crazy supernatural killing spree is is always like gonna chill my spine. I really like that, though, because what if God was one of us? It would not be the answer. <laughs> I don't That's think the expression was as one of us. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wow, I was that sorry. All right, my spookiest part was that, that whatever that was. Okay. All right, <laughs> I was going to say pun, but it wasn't a pun. <laughs> uh... I think the spookiest part for me is uh, the description of the teeth. Again, not to riff on last episode, um, but we're recording it the same day that I just saw the 2017 motion picture It, um, and the eponymous creature, when manifested as Pennywise the Dancing Clown, will often um, start to get spooky by making its teeth too big to uh, close its mouth. Um, and that is a spooky image in that movie, and I applied that successful uh, spooky image to this unsuccessful story uh, very, very effectively. <laughs> that movie really stuck with you, didn't it? I mean, I literally just saw it, like, a few hours ago, so yeah, it, I guess. It, <laughs> it's fresh. Uh, I saw it weeks ago, no. <laughs> yeah, that was last uh, week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, the weird thing about recording so far ahead of time is that, um, today is October 11th, and this episode goes up, uh, November 9th. Um, <laughs> so but what is time but a man construct, right? A man construct. November 2nd, yeah, man. <laughs> actually. Oh, well. That's I got a little the better. number wrong. Yeah, <laughs> it's close, it's closer at least. Uh, anyway, that's, uh, th I think that's all we have to say about the expressionless, huh? It really is. Yeah, um, uh, besides it's life-changing. It... <laughs> <laughs> so was science right. to you. <laughs> I, I don't know, I'm, honestly, I'm sticking, I'm sticking to my guns with this. I think it's, I think it's very good. You love it, There's... you think it's the best story ever. I think it's the best story ever, you know, Stephen King, <laughs> eat your heart out. I think that there's a few slip-ups on wording, but Ivy, sir, I think that this is a very good story.
so, um, let's get into your plugs. I know from last week that you have the same plugs, so uh, fight about who gets to say them. Nick would love to go first. Uh, you can find our great podcast where we review 0% movies on Rotten Tomatoes uh, on Twitter at uh, redemption underscore pod and on like iTunes and other uh, podcasts. Stitcher. Stuff, Stitcher and Play. stuff uh, as uh, the redemption arc. Uh, listen to it. It'd be cool. Listen to it. It's kind of, it's kind of fun because you get to hear uh, two almost insane people really slip under the brink of insanity. Yeah. In a completely unprofessional uh, area. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, and if you're uh, hesitant, you can go listen to the episode I was on where we watched Return of the Living Dead Part 2, um, a movie that I liked more than Rotten Tomatoes did. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was pretty good. I I really liked it, yeah. Well, well past a zero. Yeah. Turner? Um, if you were to find me on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook, you can even find me on Facebook, I don't care, um, but you can find me at turner dohan i am the only turner dohan on existence on existence in existence however you exist uh and you can find me there you can find me on the internet there i guess twitter see some sweet tweets i guess um also i will say that this very podcast has inspired me to write my own creepypasta that I will Ooh. someday f finish because <laughs> I really kind of try to, I've been really rereading it a lot. And then I think, oh, am I worrying too much about it? Because most of these are just one and done and then shoot them out. But I want to, I want to, you know, make something of it. So that'll be, you can follow me on Twitter. I'll probably post about that. And of course, you can find me on Twitter, J3FK, Instagram, JeffJK. You can join the Creepypodsta fan group on Facebook, where you can interact with other fans, guests, me. Um, we generally have threads about, like, uh, here's some spooky stuff that I found, or there's an ongoing thread for suggestions. Um, Oh, what else do I have? Oh, etsy.com slash shop slash funtimesonline. I don't think I gave out the URL last episode. Whoops. Um, and on there, you can find uh, the Perler bead sprites that I make. And if you message me privately, shh, I have all of the Belcher <laughs> family from Bob's Burgers that I can sell to you, um, either as refrigerator magnets or just, like, loose, so you can do whatever you want with them, like have them stand on a little stand or something. Uh, <laughs> I designed I designed the uh, pixel art for the Belcher family myself, and then made the uh, bead sprites based on that pixel art, and can make infinity more. Um, you can go to patreon.com slash jeffjk, and for a mere $1 a month, you can get two bonus podcasts, usually me reading stories from this show uh, that we've covered, or uh, and also in addition to those two bonus episodes, you'll get uh, something I've written, usually it's a short story or a segment of an ongoing story um, that I have six parts of up there right now. You'll also get access to all the previous re previously released content. I have two higher tiers. I've been debating on the cost of the $10 tier, in which I will send you a letter or postcard, um, but I think I'm going to keep it there for now and just... Um, 
send people more stuff like some extra steam codes uh i sent a couple people in september got um little ouija boards that i made um the $15 tier, you get a packet of comic books from my collection. I have one person at that tier right now who is going to get... Um, hopefully they enjoyed the last packet I sent them, because I'm going to send them the sequel to that story next. Uh, they'll have already gotten it by the time this episode comes out. Uh, if any of my patrons are listening and you don't like your rewards, message me and be like, hey, the type of content I enjoy is um, this. But also, like, don't be too demanding. I'm sure <laughs> I, I, I'm sure you can be reasonable if you have uh, a concern, and I will be reasonable back at you. Um, anyway, that's all we have to say about this story and for this episode and the plugs. Um uh, there was never a sighting of her again.